The American Council of Blind Lions, ACBL, is the affiliate that roars, and that's no lion. ACBL holds monthly conference calls and ACB convention events that help people who are blind or visually impaired become more involved in local Lions Clubs. Find out more. Call 502-897-1472 or email lions.acb at gmail.com. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, hello, everyone. We're glad you were able to come to our call tonight called All About ACB. And before we begin and I introduce our speakers, I'll let the host give you the commands for later when we ask you to ask questions. Don't uh, do these right now, but I want you just to remember them. Thanks. You want me to get them now. All right, everybody. Um, now, tonight, everything is Zoom, remember, so we don't have to do the webinar commands. All right, so uh, let's see, get down here. Okay, for those of you on the commute, computer to raise and lower your hand, it is Alt-Y to mute and unmute, Alt-A. From the app to raise and lower your hand, it's, <clears throat> it's the lower right-hand corner and more. To mute and unmute the lower left-hand corner from your standard telephone or button phone to raise and lower your hand, star nine. To mute and unmute, star six. On your Mac, to raise and lower your hand, it's option Y. To mute and unmute, command shift A. Okay, there you go. Okay, thank you very much. Well, today... We're fortunate to have Dan Spoon and, and Cindy Hollis to come and share some benefits of ACB and possibly even some responsibilities. So I'm going to turn it over to the two of you. Who would like to be first? Well, we'll just tag team, I think. Right, Dan? <laughs> Dan, are you unmuted? <laughs> there you are. I hear yes. you, Dan. Thank you. Yes, I, I was, and then I wasn't, but I'm, yeah. I'm here now. No. So yes, Cindy and I'll just kind of go back and forth and uh, and kind of uh, you know tag team. I like that approach. <laughs> yes. So. So benefits of ACB. Well, I'm going to start off by saying uh, the biggest benefit is that you're part of an amazing organization. And that has really grown into quite a community. So being a part of an organized blind organization, uh, there, there are so many benefits, not only for peer support and uh, uh, networking, but advocacy and uh, information, resources, any other great words there that you can think of, Dan? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really think, um, you know, I, I, I always like to, you know, what the, the, the famous quote by Helen Keller, you know, uh, alone we can do, do so little, together we can do so much. And I think that is really one of the major benefits yeah. of the American Council of the Blind is that you have a strong, organized, unified voice when you're wanting to have a conversation with somebody. A, a primary example of that is what we just saw at our convention uh, last week when, you know, it, uh, news broke on, on Tuesday uh, that uh, one of our Paralympic swimmers who is deafblind was not able to uh, you know, have their personal care uh, as, as attendant, assistant, yeah, attendant, uh, accompany them to Tokyo. Uh, that was kind of a ruling of the Olympic uh, Committee, which is the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee. So one board kind of governs both the Olympics and the Paralympics. And, you know, of course, our community was was outraged by that. And, you know, by 
by Wednesday morning, ACB had drafted a letter that Clark Rockfall, our uh, you know director of advocacy and governmental affairs, read to us uh, live on the convention floor. And by that Friday, we had a uh, correspondence back from the general counsel of the U.S. Uh, Olympic and Paralympic Committee asking for a meeting with our executive director, Eric Bridges, which he had that Sunday night at nine o'clock. No individual would have that kind of an impact on an advocacy situation like that. So that's just a small example, but I thought we saw that play out in in real time during our convention. And, uh, and that, that kind of scenario repeats itself over and over and over again uh, due to the work of the American Council of the Blind. Perfect example. And it, it also makes me think about um, a, a phrase that we're using currently. Uh, we are all about voice, choice, and community. And I love that because it talks a lot about one, our voice. Everybody wants to be able to be heard and there, there needs to be value there, right? We want to feel valued. We want to be able to share our thoughts. Uh, but we also get a, a unified voice with, with membership in ACB. And then choice, we have lots of choices. So we don't, we don't prescribe how every member has to live and what is most important to you. We, um, the people have choice in, in the way that you govern your life and, you know, the things that are important to you. And, but then at the end of the day, we all are able to be together in community. And um, so I, I don't know, that just is so, really packed for me. Yeah. And, and, and as part of that, we saw that for the first time this year, and you know, I just left the Constitution and Bylaws Committee where we're working to craft, they're working to craft amendments to our Constitution and Bylaws to ensure that everybody has a voting franchise inside of the American Council of Line, whether you attend a convention or not, as long as you are a member in good standing as of the record date, you're entitled to your democratic right to vote uh, and on, on issues related to this organization, whether it be for candidates that are running for elected position inside of the American Council of Line or approving constitution and bylaws. You know, we are a member driven organization uh, as incorporated in the District of the Columbia nonprofit uh, code. And, and so I think those fundamentals are really very, very important to us. And we saw in this particular uh, annual business meeting that our voting participation more than doubled uh, by offering everybody that, that voting franchise. And so, again, I, I think Cindy, I'm, I want to take us a little bit in a different direction because yeah. we've had so many new um, individuals kind yeah. of join ACB or think about joining ACB or becoming a friend of ACB, uh, you know, uh, getting involved in our community events, getting involved in our clubhouse participation. And so I think it's really important for people to understand um, that you know, if you join a local chapter that is associated with a state or special interest affiliate, you have automatically joined the American Council of the Blind. So if I used our example in the Greater Orlando Council of the Blind here in Orlando, Florida, uh, when I pay my $12 annual dues to the Greater Orlando Council of the Blind, I join the, the GOCB chapter, I joined the Florida Council of the Blind, and I joined the American Council of the Blind. So that $12, four of it stays in our local chapter, in our particular case, and, and every affiliate has, and chapter has different rules and, and different fee and, uh, fee and due structures, but we pay $12, four stays with our local chapter, eight goes on to the Florida Council of the Blind. They keep three of that $8 and then pass five on to the American Council of the Blind. So 
when I join my local chapter, I have joined basically three different entities. I've joined a local mm-hmm. chapter, I've joined a state affiliate, and I've joined the national organization. That's pretty amazing when you think a dollar a month. <laughs> yeah, for, for a, for a dollar you... a month, you get a <laughs> lot of support, <laughs> which for is sure. a pretty amazing uh, value, I think. Another thing that I know, you know, causes some confusion. So, I mean, in that regard, if somebody joins a chapter, then they can vote in their chapter, they can vote in their state, or they can vote and they can vote in ACB like we just did uh, last week. If somebody joins a special interest affiliate, some of them don't have chapters and some of them do. And if you join a chapter, then you're a member of that chapter. Sometimes it's even within a state. So you might be a member of the state affiliate Mm -hmm. and a member of that special interest affiliate, which is national in scope. And yes, you then are also a member of ACB. So a lot of times people will ask me, should I join as a member of a member at large of ACB uh, and they're a member of a chapter or another affiliate? You don't have to. No, you should not. But you can belong to multiple affiliates. And we have several of them. 20 of them are special interest. And we're in most every state in the, in the country. So, you know, there's a lot of choice out there. And many of us belong to multiple affiliates, but any of any one of them affords us membership in the American Council of the Blind. Right. So like in Florida, we have a, a state affiliate of the Randolph Shepherd Vendors, uh, which is the Randolph Shepherd Vendors of Florida. So if a someone joins the Randolph Shepherd Vendors of Florida, they join not only that chapter, they also join the state of Florida, therefore the national organization. And at the same time, they become a member of the national Randolph Shepard Vendors of America, RSVA, uh, National Special Interest Affiliate, which then also kind of joins them to the American Council of the Blind. So it can get a little confusing, but it, by in that case, by that person paying dues to that chapter, they, they've kind of joined ACB two ways. And, and because of that, it's just the way our forefathers and foremothers kind of pulled ACB together. We we have more membership dues than we have members, you know. So we have we have about two or three thousand people that are um, basically part of more than one affiliate. Sure. I mean, how many affiliates are you a member of, Dan? Well, do you know? at this point in time, not so many. There was a time when I was a member of of several special interest affiliates, but I'm I'm not at this point in time. I'm just through the Florida Council. So, and I, I'm currently a member of five affiliates two state mm-hmm. and three special interests and two state because I'm a life member in Washington where mm-hmm. I, you know, spent most of my ACB life and right. I am now a member of Michigan. And then I'm a member of three special interest affiliates. So in uh, all of them for different reasons, right? So everybody decides to join for different reasons, different affiliates. The other thing I want to mention is about members at large because there are people that they're not sure where to go. They don't know. They don't, maybe they don't know um, anyone in their local affiliate. Maybe they are living in one of those states that doesn't have an affiliate. Uh, and they haven't quite gotten to know our special interest affiliates yet. Member at large is absolutely an option. Uh, it's just $10 for the year. But in, in that, we hope that uh, you learn about those affiliates in your area and or interest area. And because we know that it really is all about connection. And the more you can connect with others, the, you know, the, the stronger your membership will be. Uh, it will be more meaningful to you. So not Back to mention to that, course, that phrase of of voice choice and community. So wherever you find the community, whatever your choice is, there's so many different ways to get involved. And 
Cindy, I'd like to kind of, if it's okay with you, maybe take us through our um, first, you know, kind of the guiding documents of the American Council of Blind, and then maybe a little bit about our key programs and services that we offer inside the American Council of the Blind. So, so first, we've worked very hard to, you know, really ensure that everybody uh, is treated uh, with, with respect and you know, we honor diversity, equity, and inclusion across our organization for our members and our friends. So over the last two years, we have uh, adopted a code of conduct that we, you know, really uh, uh, expect all of our members to adhere to at all ACB-sponsored events. And then we try to live uh, to our, our set of five core values, which are integrity and honesty, respect, collaboration, flexibility, and initiative. And you'll, I think you see that kind of played out with our members and our staff on a daily basis. I know if anybody participated in the convention, you could definitely see, you know, the respect that everybody had for each other, the collaboration of working together, the flexibility that you never know what curveball is going to come at you next, right? So you're always having to adapt and adjust. And then initiative that everybody, you know, was able to kind of pull together for our organization. And then, of course, we have our constitution and bylaws, uh, which are our governing instruments for our organization. And we have a whole series of policies and procedures that the board has adopted over the years and the membership that, you know, that help uh, govern our organization. And so um, within that, we have nine key programs and services, and those are kind of our work around our convention, which is really, I would almost call it our, our convention and our DC leadership conference, but those kind of big events that we hold each year where we get together uh, in person or virtually and, uh, you know, kind of break bread and share ideas and uh, really come together as a, as a community. So we have our convention. Um, next, we have advocacy. And underneath advocacy, we really have, you know, seven key committees. ACB has 38 committees, if you can believe that, lots of different committees. And what we've done is create nine steering committees that are associated with these programs. So at the steering committee level, we have members of the staff, members, uh, four to five members of our board of directors and officers, uh, as well as our committee chairs that all come together on a, at least a monthly basis uh, to talk through our um our, our nine key programs. So the first one is convention. The second one is advocacy. And under advocacy, we have a committee such as transportation committee, the environmental access committee, uh, the rehab services committee, information access committee, uh, special education. And I know our advocacy services and I'm forgetting what, oh, resolutions. How could I forget resolutions? I was up to 11 o'clock last night participating in the resolutions committee. So, so those, as you can imagine, there's a lot of value that ACB has in the advocacy world. We've seen it with accessible voting and all the work we've done there over the last several years. You know, the ongoing efforts uh, to have accessible currency and the work that we do there, and just on and on and on with a digital accessibility, um, you, you know, um, just all kinds of uh, activity, educating and working with our, uh, not only state legislatures, but of course, our, our US Congress, as well as all of the uh, agencies that, you know, on the executive side where a lot of the regulations are developed and we have a lot of input in those areas, as well as with all of our corporate um, partners. And I think we see more and more that there's a lot of advancement that can take place for our, our blind and low vision community through our uh, corporate and sponsorships, uh, co corporate associations and partnerships, as well as being, again, 
those really good members that work across, you know, the disability, the larger disability community, and with other organizations inside of the, you know, the blindness field, so to speak. You saw that this year we kind of had our first fireside chat where we brought, you know, eight of the most significant, um, uh, I'll say, partners and, and, and associates inside the field of blindness all together to kind of talk about what is the most important inside of our community. And then next is membership services. And I know you you have a lot to share in the area of membership services and the committees that make that up. Well, and, and I think that one of the things that stood out of what you said, Dan, is about um, uh, the involvement of individuals on things like rehabilitation, uh, uh, um, or advisory councils, mm -hmm. and um, other councils like that transportation in your local area. When, when our members are out there in the trenches doing the work of their communities, you are playing a vital role for our national organization you're networking at the local level. You're providing uh, information, resources to your own membership in your affiliate, your local chapter. And a lot of it makes its way up to national in some way, shape, or form. And then we also provide information as people call in. Uh, we get a lot of calls to ACB needing resources in local areas. So we are able to provide good resources to people who are blind or people who are losing vision or people who have family members losing vision. And, uh, and it's because of a lot of the groundwork our members are doing. Uh, within members, uh, membership services, we have not only this committee with artists and her team, the membership committee, we also have the leadership institute committee, Burl Colley Leadership Institute Committee, and uh, that provides leadership training and uh, and then we also handle credentials uh, in on that steering committee mm -hmm. so um but you know really there there's just so much that we all can be doing at the local level and every time when we advocate for ourselves or we advocate um learn of needs in our communities and sometimes our communities are pretty big i love the theme that we just uh you know, head for our convention, we are better together wherever we are. And one of the things that we've learned over the last year and a half is that we don't have to all be in the same 20 mile radius or whatever it might be uh, to be able to make a difference, be connected and to support one another. So, yeah. And, and then the, it, in the that fourth program that you kind of talked a little bit about, Cindy, with information referral and peer support, this was one of the things that, you know, when I first became president, I was really kind of surprised by as we started looking into the data and the the number of people who call our offices. We actually receive over two thousand calls a month. Uh, from individuals asking for information referral and peer support from the American Council of Blind. I mean, that, that's a pretty, that's, that's 24,000 phone calls a year. That's a lot of people out there looking for ACB's help. And, and it can be everything from they're losing their vision and they just want to know where they go to get rehabilitative <laughs> services. It could be just knowing how to connect with their local Braille and talking book library. It could be an issue that they're having with social security or with their university or their high school or public school system related to education. I mean, it, it goes on and on and on. When you, when you talk to Clark and Swatha and Claire before that and Sharon Lovering, and I know Cindy, you are also having a group now that from nine to five each day takes calls from Be My Eyes. Absolutely, yeah. Having questions and concerns. Yeah. So 
it, there's there's all of that contact as well as people reaching out through acb.org. If you could mute yourself, if you are not talking, we'd appreciate that very much. Thank you. I was you. trying to find them. I did. <laughs> or 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 through um, you know or through our social media, you know, with Facebook and Twitter and our community uh, our, our community Facebook group. There's just all kinds of ways for people to get out there and really support and help each other. And and I think our community events have just been a tremendous asset there. I mean, it it's it's blind people helping blind people over and over and over again. And I, I know that's really warmed your heart here over the last 15 months. Just a little. This a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. And what is what's what it's also done, I think, is stirred up the hearts of our members. Mm -hmm. Those people who are volunteering and actively uh, serving ACB in, in the community and in other ways at our convention and just when people get their hands in the mix, you know, when they start doing stuff, it really stirs the the heart and soul, you know, and um, I really feel like that's what's been happening. So, Dan, let's just cut to the chase, because I think that one of the biggest questions when we talk about ACB, mm -hmm. how do people get involved? How do people get connected? How do people get involved of course, in their chapters and in the state and in their special interest affiliates, mm -hmm. they're all going to look a little different, right? Because these are all separate organizations from right. ACB. Mm -hmm. They're affiliated with us, but they're, they're, we don't govern them. So mm -hmm. how does somebody who wants to get more involved in ACB do that? Well, I think there's all kinds of ways to get more involved. So, uh, you know, of course, you can participate at your at your local chapter level, at your state level, uh, through through. We really have 21 national organizations. If you think about it, we have 20 special interest affiliates, which are all nationally yep. uh, incorporated EIN numbers, 501c3s, and then on top of that, of course, we have the American Council of the Blind, and so. We really have a lot of national uh, opportunities to participate. And then I see that a lot of our state affiliates now are also broadening out and not only just having geographically, you know, um, local chapters, yep. but also, uh, you know, what you call them like statewide uh, like virtual chapters, virtual right? chapters yeah. where, you know, if people are out in rural areas or, you know, in just in a non-convenient time when their chapters are meeting, they can join, you know, I don't know if you want to call it an at-large chapter. That's not quite right, but but a, a really a virtual chapter where they can kind of participate as well. And we're seeing more and more of our state affiliates adopt I belong that. to one myself here in Michigan. It's called the Mitten chapter. I love that the name. the state of Michigan is in the shape of a mitten. And I, I, I love it. Yeah. I learned recently I live near the thumb or in the thumb. I didn't know mm. that because mm. I'm new here. Yeah. Um, but and they've been meeting by phone for for a, a few years, two or three years. So mm -hmm. pre-COVID, pre-COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they, they were, what they a were great idea. Adopter. I love it. I absolutely mm -hmm. love it. And then and then I think there's really always opportunities to get involved at national level. I would encourage people, you know, obviously, you know, get involved with community events, participate on email lists, you know, anything you can do to, you know, to, to engage. And then at the same time, as, as you feel more comfortable, we're, we'll be having an appeal here over the next uh, few weeks. Uh, look at, uh, for your constant contact post out there and, and uh, post through, you know, our different communications channels. Uh, but we will be, you know, asking people if they would like to get involved in uh, an ACB committee. Uh, last time we did this two years ago, we had over 100 people that reached out and asked if they could, you know, be involved in one of our 38 committees. And we did, I think, for the most part, a pretty good job of, of uh, lining people up with committees that reflected their interest. And I think we got a lot of new energy and vitality from that. And we'll be doing that again. So there's a real opportunity there. 
Uh, and then there's multiple really good discussion lists. Anybody can join the conversation list uh, and participate that way. Uh, we have a list for audio description, for sight and sound impaired, for the deaf blind. Uh, there's just, uh, and I think you're going to see a lot more uh, kind of conversational lists get created here over, over the next period of time. So there's a real opportunity to participate in that way. So, and I think, I think that it's really good to just educate yourself to learn the, about the committees. They're up on our website. So, if, if it's something you're interested in and you really want to maybe try to join a, a national committee, um, you know, really educate yourself and, and determine what expertise would you bring? What skill set? would you bring to that committee remembering that it's national in scope and it needs you know some really strong uh, members for those committees volunteers people that are truly committed so uh, you sometimes and i actually really encourage this that you find your your place in your local chapter i started in my local chapter and then i and then i started in my state uh state affiliate and then i worked my way up to national but that didn't happen i i joined in 1986 i didn't uh serve in a national committee until about 15 years later and it wasn't because i wasn't involved or active i was very active it was just in my affiliate so yeah same way for me i probably uh, joined the florida council of blind in the early to mid 90s and it was really, you know, into 2010 or 11 before I got involved in any committees at a national level. So again, yeah, 15, 16 years of, of just working at the local level and the state level and getting to know people. And everybody's work-life balance is different, right? So depending on where you are through your career journey, your family journey, you know, there's times that work out better for people than others to get involved. So it's okay. You, you don't have to be working at this 10 hours a day every day to be an active ACB uh, member. Uh, you know, I think people need to realize that, that there's, there's ebbs and flows through our life journey. And then just kind of going down those lists of programs, uh, Cindy, I think another one that you're very close to scholarship is uh, scholarship and awards, and awards mm-hmm. which is, you know, this year, you know, partnering with the American foundation for the blind and with the wonderful, um, you know, uh, contributions from Ross Pangier, one of our wonderful benefactors, we were able to offer over $92,000 in scholarships to 21 very deserving uh, students. And everything from incoming freshmen to people, you know, studying for their PhD. So it's always just so exciting to see that group kind of come together at the convention and, and share stories and ideas and, and their, their, their journey in education and also advocacy efforts that they're having, you know, things they're having to do to advocate for themselves to make sure they get a, you know, get a fair shake through the educational system. So, Dan, what is the role of the board? What is the role of the board? Well, I mean, the board obviously uh, is elected by our membership. We elect a president, first, second, vice president, secretary, and treasurer. And then we have the immediate past president. Those are our six officer positions. And then we have 10 board of directors positions and one ex officio representative who's the chair or or designated representative from our board of publications so that's kind of what makes up the board of directors and really the board is responsible for the you know setting the, the kind of the governance policy and the fiduciary responsibilities that are granted to them by the membership so you know the membership is the still the ultimate governing body of the American Council of the Blind but our membership typically only meets once a year at an annual meeting where it's conducting business. So in between time, the, you know, the board is setting, um, you know, setting policy, it's, it's providing governance uh, and really, uh, you know, shepherding the fiduciary financial responsibility 
of our organization. And, you know, if you're a good participating board member, you're involved in multiple committees and steering committees and special ad hoc committees and, you know, all, all of those kind of wonderful things. And of course, we are the, the voice back to our staff. We now are up to about 16, I'm trying to get that exact number right, but we now have a, a you know, a growing staff uh, and, the staff is are the people that day to day are implementing, uh, you know, the direction of that's set by the members and the board for the American Council of the Blind. But it's kind of this constant feedback loop uh, between our staff through our steering committees back to our committees and our members. And so, I, I think we've done a really good job here over the last few years of having that good conversation and trying to be transparent of what's going on throughout the organization. So um, it's, uh, you know, I, I would say being on the board is not necessarily a full-time job. It can be a part-time job, but there are many board members that it is kind of their full-time job. And they Especially take president. Very, very President, I think, is, I, I will definitely, for any of you affiliate presidents out there, you know it as well. It's uh, one thing about American Council of the Blind it, it doesn't sleep. It's a 24 by seven job, <laughs> I think, at times. So, but, <laughs> so Dan, I, we have like 25 minutes yeah, left. So we should open that up right, to some yeah. questions. Yeah. yeah. If you Let's have questions, go ahead and raise your hand. Yeah, and, and then um, if you can read the names, you know, and let us know. And Yeah. Actually, I'll, I'll jump in and I'll just call on people if that's okay, Cindy. I don't uh, care. Melissa. I'll take your hands down. I don't mind. Yeah, Melissa. Good evening, Cindy. Good evening, Dan. Um, it's wonderful to be here. And um, I'm a member of the Washington Council of the Blind. In fact, I'm a life member of WCB and mm -hmm. proud to be a life member. Um, but I have had this goal for a long time to be a life member of ACB. How do I go about doing that? Thank you. Sure. Well, I mean, um, you can self-nominate yourself to be a life member of, of ACB. It is, it's a, it's a thousand dollars to be a life member. Um, or, you know, in many cases, uh, affiliates, uh, will honor, you know, leaders inside their organizations for the work they've done, uh, and, and nominate them as a life member. So, there's also a payment plan. So it, it, there uh, is a plan. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to do it all at once. Yeah. You can do it $200 installments and mm -hmm. your life membership then becomes active once you've paid it in full. So mm -hmm. for those that really desire that, that's how you would go. And the way to go about doing it would be to contact the Minneapolis office mm -hmm. at 612-332-3242. You can always, anytime, anyone can email community at acb.org and I will always uh, forward along your questions, comments to the appropriate people. Uh, so if if you just want to get an, a question answered, so you can remember that. Um, thanks, Melissa. Bob, Bob Geyer. Uh, hi there, uh, uh, Dan and both Cindy's. I want to thank you for this opportunity tonight. This is this is yeah. great that you're doing this. Um, I'm a new member this year. Just um, yay! Congratulations, Welcome, Bob. Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Pre pre previously, um, my exposure had been through ACB Radio and the Audio Description mm -hmm. Project, which were were wonderful, and they they sort of hooked me in. Um, oh, so I went yeah. to my first convention this year, mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, I'll have to say I attended both uh, of the conventions that occurred this year, and the oh. ACB convention was the best of both of the two conventions that went on. Well, thank you. I participated in many of the sessions. They were all professionally run. I had a great time. Um, I um, would just like to uh, put out there, I, I hope you'll please keep a virtual component for future conferences and conventions. It was very, very easy uh, to participate. And um, thank you, Cindy, for putting out the uh, community events uh, list. That's how I found out about tonight. So thank you all. And you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. And we, we definitely will have a, a virtual, a, a significant virtual presence uh, for our conventions in the future, starting with Omaha next year. And uh, 
I think we've heard that message loud and clear from our members and friends. And, and thank you for mentioning the audio description project. I think that is one of the areas where ACB has provided a huge amount of service to our community just to see the progress that we've made. And boy, I tell you, my heart kind of skipped a beat this year with our Monday session at the convention where we had eight of the largest streaming companies, the eight largest streaming companies in the world, all kind of participating in our convention with, you know, uh, Amazon and Netflix and Apple and uh, Hulu and... It was uh, amazing. Yeah, just yeah, on and on and on, Peacock and all of them. It, it was just absolutely amazing. Yeah. And, and, and they were all there wanting to, to participate with our community. It just was really... Um, that, that was really uplifting. So yeah, thanks right. to the ADP. Thank you. Keep up the good work. work. Thank thanks, you, Bob. Bob. Donna, you're next. Hello. Um, this is Donna Browning from Alexandria, Virginia. Um, I'm curious, how do you go about getting um, on a committee or something like that um, on the um, national level? Well, um, I would say, number one, just write me, dspoon, D-S-P-O-O-N-E at acb.org. Like I said, I'll be sending out a formal invitation here over the next few weeks. I'm working with Jennifer Flatt and Kelly Gass from our communications uh, department to really kind of figure out the best way to get the word out to everybody through our 20-plus uh, ACB communications channels. But uh, you know, feel free to, to drop me a line. Let me know what committees interest you. You know, some are full, some have openings. So, you know, we just have to kind of uh, work through that. But I think there's there's a home for most anybody who wants to get involved. All right. And Amanda. Hi. Hi. Uh, <laughs> hey, I have Amanda. A, hey, Dan. Hey, Cindy. Um, I have a couple of questions. So my first one is um, I thought I heard on the on the. Um, uh, committee chairs meeting that ACB was planning to do a committee showcase. And then my second question is, what is the difference between a committee and a task force? <laughs> well, Ooh, um, those are good questions. It's a good question. <laughs> and and a, uh, there's not a lot, you know, there's certain committees that are, are prescribed by our constitution uh, that are kind of mandatory, you know, they're, until we change the constitution, or if we change, until we change the constitution, or if we change the constitution, they maybe aren't. But at this point in time, they're required. Uh, and then there's other kind of. I think officially the word is a task force is something you're putting together for a shorter period of time, so it's not gotcha. designed to last forever. But although I say we have several <laughs> task forces, the task forces that have been around for well over a decade. So yeah, you know, we, yeah. We, we've been talking about like rehabilitative uh, uh, issues task force. Does that really need to become a committee? Because it's you know it's it's Doug Doug and and and. Uh, Chris uh, Hunsinker and team do an absolutely fantastic job. And I, I don't think our rehabilitative uh, services issues are going to go away anytime soon. So does that maybe need to become a committee? And so we're having some of those conversations uh, to kind of clean things up. But in, in Dan, reality, Amanda, there's not much difference. <laughs> it really is. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious yeah. because when you go to the website, it mm -hmm. has the committees and then it has the the task forces and I, I, I just, I, I wasn't sure because I had a couple of members that are new to Next Gen mm -hmm. um, that were asking me about that, and I'm like, you know, I have no idea. And I've been in ACB for three, four years. <laughs> yeah, the, so. the the idea behind them is the task force kind of had a limited duration, as a, as opposed to a committee would would be. I gotcha. You know, sure. Yeah. And, and then what about the uh, showcasing our committees, Dan? Weird. I think you know, we've that. been talking about kind of can we, you know, obviously there's a certain number of our committees that participate, say, in community events on a regular basis. But is mm -hmm. there a way we, we've been talking about perhaps back to our nine key programs and services, which all of our committees fall under? Uh, we've been working with Cindy that perhaps here over the next uh, month or so, we could start something where we would feature a, a key program and all the committees uh, that are associated with that program each week. And, 
you know, with our nine with our nine programs and services, you know, a, a committee wouldn't be on to to have to deal with it, but but about once every two months, which seems like a pretty good cadence. So, we're we're working that out with Cindy, but I think there's a lot of interest between our committee chairs uh, and our board of directors and the community uh, events uh, to to try to pull something off. What do you think, Amanda? Would that be something you would be interested as a member I've, to learn more about? I've, Yes, absolutely. Because we do one, we're getting ready to do one in next generation next week. We mm -hmm. do want, we started doing them last year and they were beneficial to, you know, members learning about how our committees function. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was thinking about that because, you know, for some of us that are still new and, you know, like Donna, who, you know, just said she had the interest. I thought that would be really good because a lot of us have been here for a while and we still don't know what y'all do in, on committees. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's and you were even the chair of a committee uh, a year and a half ago. I I know. Right? <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks, Amanda. Mickey. Hi, this is Mickey from Texas. Um, Hello, Mickey. Hi. Um, I guess I joined ACB. I didn't realize it. But <laughs> when, I up, <laughs> when I signed up for the conference, they asked if you wanted to pay dues for an affiliate, and I did. But then I don't know what to do with it now. Like, do I contact them? Or are they contacting me? I just. So, well, let me clarify because. In actually in registration, there wasn't any dues uh, taken in the registration process itself. Um, mm -hmm. If you paid anything towards an affiliate, it was not membership. It was to support their presence at the convention. So it was not actually uh, oh. Paying dues, but but what so, a lot but, of people did do was you know we had an option that if you were a member it was twenty five dollars to register for non members it was forty and so when I talked to to Janet Dickelman our our uh, convention chair as well as Nancy Marks Becker who kind of works as the staff uh, liaison to the convention we had I think almost between 50 and 100 people that joined the American Council of the Blind as members, uh, I think, to kind of take advantage of, members the, at large, of, yeah. of the discount, and they become became members at large. And so, I, Mickey, I'm not sure, did you become a member at large, or did, or did you just register for the convention? No, I registered, I paid the 40, yeah. and then it yeah. said, if you want to join an affiliate, Ah, yeah, yeah, and that, yeah. And that was a contribution to the affiliate, not a joining of the affiliate. Yeah, so oh, yeah, miscommunication. Yeah, yeah. It, and it does. It did, did say it on there, but it was so easy to miss. I know we mentioned it a lot pre, as people were getting ready to register for convention. Uh, tried to clarify that, but. I promise you that you're not the only one that's ever done that. Mm -hmm. um, however, the affiliate that you did pay uh, support to uh, will likely reach out to you at some point. Certainly, if you're interested in them, though, please email me at community at acb.org and I'll help you get connected. Yeah. Okay. Thank okay. Well, I last, last Thank you, Mickey. Last year after the convention, they did send a list of registrants to each of the special interest mm -hmm. affiliates so that we could contact the people who had registered for that affiliate, which I found really helpful because then we could reach out to those and ask them if they wanted to become a member. Mm -hmm. so. and, and I thought it was really interesting after a virtual convention this year that both our growth awards were won, won by special interest affiliates. So. Bits had the largest member increase, I believe, at 81. Mm -hmm. And then Next Generation had the largest percentage growth yep. at 136%. So, yeah. And both I, of I, them active in our community events. I just, yeah. there's no, it, that's not just a coincidence. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And very active at the convention yes. as well. Yeah. Very, yeah. Uh, Diane. Yes. Uh, good evening, Cindy and Dan. Um, I have to say that I, 
I feel that I am at least a smidge responsive responsible for this um, program happening because of a conversation that Cindy and I had. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm just very happy that, that you um, did it so soon and that you're going to continue to do it maybe by uh, showcasing the other committees. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel inspired now to go to the website and see um, where I might want to become more involved. And I thank you both for that. And Diane, you've kind of been going down this journey now for a, a year or two, right? And so how how have your experiences been? Um, what, where do you see value for, from ACB? Oh, well, um, you know, we're in, the, the organization is involved in so many so many different um, activities as far as advocating for um, advocating uh, to meet the needs of um, blind and visually impaired people. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's almost so much that it seems kind of like large and kind of overwhelming maybe and, and kind of um, intimidating, but it's all very important. You kind of have to find your place, don't you? Kind of that yes. that niche where you're where you're comfortable. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But but I, where I keep coming back is you know uh, Penny Penny Reader, who's on our board of publications as a board of directors, said ACB has become the organization I always knew it could be. And she said this a couple of times in public forums, and I it really resonates with me because. I really do see us all kind of helping each other right now. And, mm-hmm. and so many people are, advocacy is, is very important in, in, in all the different work that we do. But the most fundamental thing is coming together and supporting each other and having a place, I think, a community. I think yes. that makes a huge difference. Absolutely. It's so easy to feel isolated, and I think we've done a lot to break those barriers down here over the last couple of years. I would agree with that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Diane. Hey, Thanks. let's talk sports a week from Saturday. We hope to see you there. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Denise. Denise Braval. Hello. Hello, Cindy and Dan. Hey, Denise. Oh. Hi. Nice to talk to you both. Uh, thank you so much for um, this program. I really appreciate it. Um, I have a question. I will try not to take too long with this, but um, uh, this is my question. Um, I went ahead and I registered for the convention, mm-hmm. and I registered as a non-member. Um, and my reason for that was because I felt that um, I didn't know enough um, about um, the uh, government of the of the organization to um, to take part in it um, mm-hmm. as a member. Um, my understanding is, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that a if I had joined as a member at large, I would have been allowed to vote. Um, is that correct? No, I mean probably it probably dep- not. If you registered at the convention, it depends. You had to have registered. 30 days what, what what they call the record date um so it you have to you would have had to have become a member 30 days before the beginning of the uh the annual business meeting okay well i did yeah. i did register early so i think i would have been i think i would have been able to vote but as i yeah. said i i didn't want to do that but mm-hmm. um okay this is leading to my question and that is um mm-hmm. i'm trying to figure out why why would if if you're going to propose an amendment and such to the constitution mm-hmm. um allowing all of the members to vote um why was this not done at the convention oh well in order for it to be in order for something to be presented to the membership it kind of it it must go through our constitution and bylaws committee and it has to be the amendments have to be drafted and then there's a process that we have to go through where 
we we really wanted since this was such a monumental a, a significant change for our organization we've always only voted in person and only by paper ballot before this year at our at our annual convention so what was then proposed at this convention was to extend our meeting first letting everybody to have a chance vote virtually because it was the first time we've ever done it. We've never right. done it before. And so part of it was to make sure and see how that worked for people. And I think it was a, a, a overall a really, I think, wonderful success. I, I believe people were, you know, had their franchise and democracy and got an opportunity to vote. And so when we voted to extend the motion so we could consider changing our constitution to allow this into the future, we actually got over 99% of our members that, that thought that that was the right thing to do. And it's hard for the American Council of the Blind to agree with 99% of their members that it's even daytime or nighttime, I think. So, um, you know, it was pretty much a, a at this point a rounding uh, a rousing success, but we needed to go through and craft those amendments, and we wanted to do it in a way that people would be allowed to have input to the process, and it, we'd be transparent, and it wouldn't look like we were pushing something down people's throats. We wanted them to really be part of the process and understand the amendments, and make sure that you know we didn't we only proposed amendments that would allow for virtual voting and not changing other parts of the constitution. And so that's the process. I was in a meeting just before this, where the constitution and bylaws committee is presenting those to the membership for the first time. We'll have several more meetings. I believe what Cindy on the fifth and the 10th, there'll be two more community meetings. And then the final drafts will be uh, presented out to the membership by hopefully the 12th of August. And then we'll read them on the 14th, read them again on the 15th, and then have debate and vote. So the idea, again, just trying to be very transparent and make sure everybody's comfortable with such a significant change. So we have less than three minutes. We have three people with their hands raised, and I have to leave on the hour. So let's go fast. Yes. my first time talking to you, Dan. Good, it's sure. a pleasure. Hi, Chuck. Uh, hey, um, I enjoyed the convention, first of all. Uh, does, do you know if the state of Tennessee has ACB Lions? I don't know if there's a Lions, um, but I can absolutely connect you with Lions, the, the national affiliate, and, of course, the Tennessee affiliate. So we can, we can get you connected to find out. So I sent a, I sent an email to Carla the other day up in, over in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and I didn't hear back from her. So, so you have know. a new president for Lions is now Ray Campbell. Mm-hmm. But okay. drop me an email at community at acb.org, Chuck, and I'll get you hooked up. Okay, I'll have to do that probably at the first of the week because I'm going to be okay. gone this weekend. All right, thank you. Have fun. Thanks, thank Chuck. You. All, All right, right. and you. then a 919 area code. I think that that is North Carolina. Ah. You are right. That is North Carolina. Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence. Hi, Lawrence. <laughs> I'm well. Um, uh, you probably answered the question I had. Well, parts of it. But I have, um, I'm the membership chair here in North Carolina, and I have gotten a few people that signed up as members at large just at the <laughs> national level. But for some reason, they didn't know to trickle down to the North Carolina level. And I'm wondering, is there a way that uh, when someone from North Carolina signs up, then they are not uh, with the state affiliate, is there a way that we can find out so that maybe we can convince them that we're just important down here, too? (laughs) <laughs> it's a, you know, it's a tough, um, just by virtue of the way people join organizations, uh, mm-hmm. it, it gets a little challenging. I will tell you that anybody reaches out to me and wants to join, they get to learn about the affiliate that they live, where they live. Um, but there is a way for people to join online. And currently, the only option they have is a member at large. There is also connect uh, there is links though to the state affiliates and the special interest affiliates there as well so they can take it upon themselves 
to check those out. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we... So we don't have a friendly encouragement to say, I know you signed up on national, but what do you want to do? Actually, yes. So everybody that joins as a member at large is connect is contacted by someone. Um, It's either our posse or currently I have a volunteer that makes calls and welcomes people, sends a letter and we, we let them know about their state affiliate and let them know about our special interest affiliates and ask if they would like more information about those. Okay. okay. Well, I thank you much. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And Great. it is one minute after and I got to oh, jump off. No problem. Well, let's go ahead and close. I thank you, Cindy. And I thank you, Dan, for coming on this call and sharing all about ACB. And I'm sure everyone listening appreciates it. And do feel free to reach out to Dan or Cindy if you have any questions or to me, artists, if you have questions. And, and one of us would be happy to answer any questions you have. And thanks again for attending the call.